What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. David Wiley from the OZ, OkanaganZ.com slash OZ, joins me every week for This Week in Cannabis News. You can give them a follow on Twitter at OkanaganZ and at Wiley Writer. Uh, David, how are you today? Hello, hello. I'm enjoying the sunshine. That is always good. Uh, even when it's cold here in Alberta, if we can get a little bit of sun, it makes things uh, just a little bit more tolerable in the minus 25s uh, that we get. Um, the first story we're going to tackle today is about uh, roadside breathalyzers. And I was at the uh, Cannabis and Hemp Expo in Edmonton almost a year ago, and there were officers there telling us about uh, that there were indeed breathalyzers, but they're not all created equal or they're not an exact science, are they? You know, we've been hearing about roadside cannabis breathalyzers for a long time time now you hit on they're talking about it last year uh they were talking about it the year before and the year before that and the the learnings here are that doing a thc breathalyzer is hard uh it's it's not easy to develop the technology necessary there are a lot of different factors that can come into play and researchers here at ubc okanagan they've been working on it for years uh, one of their one of their faculty, engineering professor Mina Morfar, she runs the the university's advanced thermofluidic lab. That just sounds smart. Uh, she's been working on a device for several years years using what the university calls a quote unquote artificial nose technology, and this is only one of the different types of technology that's trying to be developed. It, it, she had recently supervised a study. Uh, the five leading styles of THC breathalyzers that, breathalyzers that are currently commercialized uh, or, or under development. And uh, the one of the undergrads who had worked on this, she says that uh, despite the, the large potential, there are several technical difficulties with trying to come up uh, with one that works. And that part of that is that a healthy person, she says, can exhale just a complex mixture of gases. And... Hmm. Uh, based on what we do every day, whether that's smoking or eating, uh, whatever environments you're in or what medications you're taking. So there, there are all kinds of different factors that impact whether or not these will give an accurate reading. And that that's something that we've heard for a while. There's a lot of concern even within uh, the community, the cannabis community, that people are going to get pulled over and tested uh, results that are that show that there's some THC um, present in the system, but who knows how long it's been there? Who knows if the person's actually intoxicated? We don't know these things, um, so it'll be interesting to see how this technology starts to evolve over the next bunch of years. You, you know, I, I I think unfortunately, what it's going to lead to uh, in in the short term, if you rush that, is a lot of challenges in court. I mean, people are going. To be saying, look, there, there, these machines aren't reliable as um, an alcohol, blood alcohol level uh, machine. So, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, the, you really don't want to rush this, or else you're going to have a, potentially a whole bunch of cases overturned. Right, right at the point of legalization, uh, we ran a story on the OZ talking to a local lawyer here, and that was his point. He he said you're going to see immediate challenges because the technology just isn't reliable. 
Well, hopefully they uh, they do get it right um, because um, it 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 would be if you know affecting people's lives because um, even if you're accused of something these days, it's it's really hard to uh, get your reputation back. Um, okay, let's move on uh, to this. Um, Interesting story. We're hearing about drinks, and we're going to talk about teas in just a second, but uh, Afria seems to be on the verge of having a quick onset drink. And and these are, are, are important because if anybody's had an edible before, it takes sometimes hours for them to kick in. This, much, much shorter than that, isn't it? It's, it, it's such an inaccurate science. Uh, depending on what you're taking, I mean, it could take hours. Uh, people say that you t- have a piece of chocolate uh, and then wait for 30, 45 minutes, an hour to see if it kicks in and to have a little more. But what if you're out and about and you want to, say, go to maybe one of those future lounges and sit, sit back and have a drink, right? You want that to, to kick in fast. You want to feel right away how, uh, how high you are um, and really have a handle on that. So Afria now is saying, that they're developing, their scientists are developing drinks that can get you high in five minutes flat. And the way that they've done it is that they're using some sort of water-soluble, quote-unquote, beverage enhancers uh, that can cause a quick kick into the effect. Now, it's interesting. This comes from a story by the Windsor Star. They're talking about um, Afria's cannabis vape products, calling them liquid gold. And, you, you know, as part of the story, the idea, this, this idea that scientists are developing a drink that can kick in in five minutes was really just a throwaway thought. And, but to me, this is a big deal. If we can develop something that, that hits quick, uh, you know, as fast as, as using a vape product or as fast as smoking a joint, uh, that's, that'll be a huge step forward when it comes to edibles and drinks. And I and I think just as important is um, the quick offset too, if if you will. Um, you know, we're hearing that there's going to be drinks that have this fast onset; it hits you fast, and then it goes away, like smoking a joint does. Um, and you know, like th- things that you know, if you want to go to a barbecue, you want to have two of these drinks. You can you can feel your effects, and then you can wait your appropriate time, and and. You know, you can make your way home, much like you would do if you had a couple of beers or something like that. So quick onset, quick offset. I think that's really the future. And and that's a great point. I've used oils before and really felt nothing, went to bed, and then woke up at 2 in the morning just just high. You know, 2 in the morning watching CBC News uh, trying to trying to come down yeah so the quick onset and the quick offset yeah what a what a great direction all right let's stick with drinks uh, for a second and uh, talk about cannabis teas uh, i picked up some uh, cbd tea uh, the other day i really liked it uh, i don't like paying 20 bucks uh, for three tea bags though uh, so that's mm-hmm. obviously something that in alberta you know in, listen we pay uh, our province has the highest taxes of anybody it's uh, 24 per, over 24 percent uh, so that's one of the reasons why the prices are so high. So, but I did like the effects, and I did like the idea. Uh, I do like the idea of of cannabis tea. And I think that you picked up the same product that that I tried with my partner. It was every peach, yes, ginger, uh, green tea. It was delicious. It, it, it tasted amazing. Um, you know, just a perfect mug of tea. And so it's uh, these are 
10 milligrams CBD each bag. And it's funny that I, I was a little bit shocked by that. I assumed for some reason um, that it was going to be 10 milligrams of, of CBD across the three bags, but you, you can't um, you can't overlap the THC limits with right. the CBD limits. So it was 10, 10 milligrams of CBD per bag, and you, there was enough brewed in the pot for both of us to have you know, about a mug and a half. Yeah. And I, I felt great. It was warmly pleasant. Uh, it even got a giggle out of me, this tea. Um, we both experienced that mellow calming effect. And, and like you said, the price point is pretty high. $19 is what I paid for it. And the THC teas are, are even higher. They're about eight bucks a bag. Oof. So it's, uh, it's not a cheap night of sitting in front of the, the TV and sipping on a mug. That's for sure. Yeah. They will, um, attract some people and they will attract more people when the price comes down, uh, because mm. it's just, uh, uh, unfortunately that's, that's something for, for a lot of things, but I, I do think the, uh, the product is, is good and it is, um, something I will have on hand, you know, I'm not going to have it every day, uh, but I will have it on hand to, uh, to be able to, uh, enjoy. Um, okay. Before we yeah, get me too, just a lovely experience really overall. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Before we get to some comments about, uh, Peter McKay, uh, which are just, just, I don't, I don't even understand them. Um, quickly, let's talk about some expansion by, uh, hobo cannabis. They're, they're making a run. Um, hobo cannabis is now the retail market leader, uh, by the numbers in Vancouver. They just opened up their fourth, uh, their fourth shop. It's right in the shopping district, uh, on Robson street there. It's their fifth location in BC. Uh, hobo operates one of only two stores currently open in Kelowna. Uh, and you may remember them from their, from their initial store launched in the Ottawa area. Strangely, uh, that's no longer listed as part of their uh, part of, part of their properties. Um, though they do say that they have three stores uh, opening up pretty quick here in Ontario. That they'll have the first retail store in Timmins, and uh, they'll also have locations in the Byward Market. It's, I'm not sure if you've ever been to Ottawa, but the Byward Market is beautiful. It's, it's, it's very similar to the Kensington Market in Toronto. Hmm. See a lot of uh, a lot of fresh produce there, and a lot of uh, our you know local artisans. It's a great location to open up a cannabis store. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, and they'll also have one more uh, in the the suburb of Nepean, uh, in Ottawa. There, so they have uh, they they've got quite a few opening up now, and uh, I guess they're starting to become one of the one of the larger retailers. Nowhere near Spirit Leaf, though. Yeah, Spirit Leaf uh, is a, a bit of a different animal than most of them because uh, there are some corporate shops and then there are uh, a lot of franchises. Uh, well, uh, mm-hmm. uh, growing expansion in BC is good. Um, expansion in in Alberta is is good for some and not so great for others because there's so many stores. But I, I don't think uh, that is gonna is is gonna continue. I think the uh, um, unfortunately, uh, some stores are going to th- thin out and some areas are going to, uh, thin out, but it's not going away. Yeah. And, and, and some comments recently by Peter McKay, who is, you know, vying for the conservative leadership, uh, uh, uh head. I, I just kind of, when, when you sent them to me and we just kind of discussed them, uh, uh, after our broadcast last week, I just, I don't understand it. You know, 
his comments about not agreeing with the legalization, um, is this something that you think he would actually run on of, of, of getting rid of legalization? I, I just don't understand where the comments come from and, and why he would make them. You know, I, I feel like he wasn't prepared for the question, but I, I don't even want to try to get into Peter McKay's head. He's uh, currently the front runner for the leadership of the Conservative Party to replace Andrew Scheer. And he was talking to uh, the uh, Kelowna newspaper, The Daily Courier, for their Okanagan weekend edition with uh, their managing editor. Had a, I guess, a one-on-one exclusive. I think it was one of the, even one of the first interviews that McKay's given out here in Western Canada. And was asked point blank, do you support cannabis legalization? And McKay said, I don't. Uh, he said what he most worries about is the impact on young people, mental health implications, impaired driving. He went on to say that legalization was forced. He called it a back-of-the-napkin promise that uh, Justin Trudeau had made. And he said, and I quote, there's now simply more marijuana available to more people, including young people. Uh, McKay's stance is that it should have been decriminalized instead of legalized. And uh, he says that the promise of legalization, that legalization was going to reduce the black market, has been nothing but a complete failure. It's it's just such a bizarre thing for him to say. I don't understand why someone running for the the, the top job in one of Canada's biggest political parties would go on and alienate such a large and diverse potential voter base. And especially when you look at the, the Conservative Party, which is, supposed to be that business-friendly side. We have massive corporations here yeah. in Canada now and that are that are really moving the cannabis market forward. You've got your your canopy, canopy you've got Hexo, um, you know, on and on. And I, I wonder what on earth got into his head to, to go and say something like that, where Canada should be. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again until the cows come home. But Canada should be a global leader in the cannabis industry. We are developing some amazing products. We are working through uh, the, the, the knots and the difficulties in legalization. And other countries in the world are looking to us and will continue to look at us as leaders in this sector. And if any of the potential conservative party leaders want to uh, at all show an inclusive and friendly face, then I really think that that party needs to get its messaging down when it comes to how it feels about cannabis and cannabis legalization, because the, no one seems to be talking about industry and how important this industry is for future growth and future exports. Uh, it's we're leaders. Let, let's just come out and say it. Canada is a leader, and we support those who are making this industry grow and prosper. Well, and it's it's such a strange thing to do. I mean, did, did nobody learn from how Justin Trudeau was uh, elected in the first place, riding the legalization wave, and people like it. So, I, I that on one hand, I don't know why you would alienate such a uh, like you said such a, a massive uh, voter population. Um, and and the other thing is. It's not just, you know, yes, uh, you know, Canopy and Hexo, big companies, but what about the uh, kind of the periphery businesses, the lawyers, the the contractors, the 
the amount of jobs that this industry is creating with the facilities that are being built from the, you know, there's plumbers, lawyers, mm-hmm. whatever you look at, you like, it's not just within the cannabis industry that this is going to create jobs. And if the conservatives are so business friendly, they should be looking at that aspect of it. Absolutely. I'm, yeah, mom and pop stores. And I mentioned the big corporations because uh, the conservative party has classically been about those big right. corporations and helping them grow. It, it's the hypocritical side of this, too, that just gets my goat. And, you know, looking for a photo, as us uh, print and web journalists do, you know, I came across a photo on Peter McKay's Facebook page of him sitting hobnobbing with uh, former Prime Minister Stephen Harper holding uh, what looks to be a moosehead beer. So, you know, it's all well and good for Mr. McKay to sit back and suck a cold one back while he's talking with his political buddies. But, you know, God forbid somebody have a cannabis drink when they come out, or God forbid somebody hit the, you know, hit the dry herb vape. Uh, I don't understand where the double standard comes from. Yeah, uh, you and me both. uh, And and I just, just, like you said, I don't think it's a very smart strategy uh, heading into such an important uh, time in that party and, and our countries, uh, you know, parties that embrace this industry and help it move forward. I, you know, I think those are the ones that are going to win out in the end. Especially from our perspective. For sure. David, as always, thanks so much for joining me. You can follow uh, David on Twitter at Wiley Writer. You can follow at Okanagan Z and check out the website, okanaganz.com slash OZ. Thanks as always, David. Have yourself a great week. You too. Good to talk to you.